Hey, welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark High. And on today's episode, during this Advent season, we're going to be talking about a little bit more sombering of a fact. Uh, as we prepare our hearts looking forward to Christ, we're going to talk about sometimes when we have difficult times and how can we find joy in them. Mark, you ready to do this? Ready or not, let's, let's go. go. Wow, bro, we're like one week away from Christmas. I say it's like I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it because you it's, know, time of recording, it's still fall. <laughs> but when you said well, it's Advent season, I'm like, no, it's not. It's like, oh, wait, oh, oh, yeah, oh. next week is the Christmas episode. Now, hopefully, I actually did this, but I so that's what I was going to do for Advent this year for the RTC podcast, folks. By this point, hopefully, you've already listened to them. But I'm going to record the readings this year oh, from home. So instead of like nice. doing the email where you get the email every single Sunday, I'm going to record them. And drop them as bonus content. Nice. You know why? I like it. Why? Because uh, you're hell, bored. No, no. Because eight kids ain't enough. No, heavens no. Oh, okay. I'm. I got projects coming <laughs> out of my ears. Because Beth kicked you to the basement and said you're a basement dweller now. She'd probably have a lot What's more. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I had to do it to myself. <laughs> she, she'd probably have a lot more joy in her life. But I don't. I don't know. I don't even have nothing that. <laughs> there we go. I got that for it. Goodness. No, but hopefully by this point, and if not, you can always go back and listen to them. But I was going to drop bonus episodes because, A, we want to help the people out. We want to bless them. We, we, people are already listening to us on the podcast. We might as well listen to the Advent readings. Sure. They kind of boost our stats a little bit, but that's not the real reason. But. And if uh, I'm sure you're going to put in the show notes, or you have put in the show notes, the link to the actual Advent devotional that we did last year, right? You're gonna well, that's what that I'm reading. I know, but you're going to add that in in case people want to go back and look at what you're reading, right? Sure. I mean, sure. I probably should do that. You know, you should, you should probably, I he, probably should include he, that in the show notes. That. He has done that in the past. Yes. Yes. Cause we are, we are in the future. <laughs> Dr. Strange. In the year 2000. Well, speaking of future and different and things are changing, what the heck is on your face, bro? Yeah. So I'm getting old mm-hmm. and I got to have some glasses now when I'm doing my reading. So, you know, when I struggle and I'm like, you know, like, yeah. So I come to find out I have like my left eye is blurry. And so like my eyes were always getting tired trying to read and all that fun stuff. So yeah, I'm wearing glasses now. Yep. Yep. I got the reading glasses. I'm getting old. Which are they just reading glasses or are they for all the time glasses? They are reading and driving glasses. Okay. Technically. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wear them when I work too, like when I'm working on something. Well, because you got to see what you're doing. Yeah, so I mean, you know, if I'm watching TV, I can take them off. But and so if, if you're on YouTube, sub, you could see Fuller wearing glasses. If it's subtitles, I have to put the glasses back. <laughs> see how this works here? You know, speaking of getting old, we had another bonding moment before the episode started. We were comparing our vitamin and supplement routines <laughs> again because we we're getting old. Yeah, you're like, I take three supplements, and I'm like, here, let me pull out my big old basket. Here and you go. three of those I do take that because I take a certain type of magnesium and, and vitamin D3 and my probiotic. And you're like, watch this young pup boom 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 now vitamin c okay we actually do need it's beth we need more vitamin c because we're out um so, so we I do need more vitamin c i do vitamin c we don't only do that through the winter i do zinc yep i do magnesium Which, wait what is what does zinc do so doesn't it like make like when you see white spots on your fingernails that means you need more zinc that's what i always I, thought as a kid I, I don't know i just know it helps you know. fight off like bacterial infections and stuff as far as like colds and stuff like that viruses they say take your zinc and take your vitamin c well, i'm like well ever since like covid started i've just been always taking zinc and vitamin c together to try to help keep me from wow i'm doing like karate i'm, say, I'm like keep you from Anyways, um, death uh, yeah keep me from getting as sick as much because, because i've you've discovered been sick you've well, been sick so i discovered i have an autoimmune disease so that's why i get sick so much so it makes sense now but anyways i take d3 huh. I take vitamin C, I take magnesium, I take zinc, I take a pre and probiotic. Uh, what else did I show you? D3, vitamin A, vitamin E, uh, krill oil. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I think that's it. That sounds about it as far as that, those go. And then I have my medications that I take too for being pre-diabetic and everything else. Yeah, so wow. I, I, I have no response. Okay. You have left me speechless. Okay. I, I don't know how to respond to any of this. Okay, but I work with a guy. We were out to lunch yesterday. Okay. And he pulls out a whole a whole medicine tube, you know, like you go get a prescription filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was filled. I go, are you take all those today? And he goes, yeah. 
And it was the whole bottle was filled full of different stuff. A whole bottle. That's his daily dose. That's his daily dosage is a bottle like this. I mean, it's like three inches tall. It's like an inch or inch and a half round <laughs> full of pills. And I'm like, why that's breakfast? You can't even that's eat breakfast. food because you're full. <laughs> like, it's crazy the amount of pills that some people have to take. So it's just crazy. Yeah. We're getting old, my friend. So we, are, we are getting there. We sir. are getting old. I, we I, also know we're old because we're not drinking coffee, right? Well, I'm oh, not drinking no, coffee No, right no, now. no, 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 sir. I'm drinking coffee. I'm saving my coffee for the next episode because we're supposed to be getting some cinnamon rolls from Janelle. Ooh. Yeah, so they're going to be. So crisp. my coffee's waiting for if, me with my cinnamon you, rolls. If you got a chance to watch us next week, you can you can possibly see the cinnamon roll. Yeah, no, I'm not going to have it in my hand by the time the episode starts. I know, but I, I go, might, I might, I might, I might leave it, and or maybe you know what? No, we'll just do it on the Facebook Live. Ooh, How about that, we'll just show it on there. That way, we can eat it in front of people. Because that sounds really yummy. Because you know, I'm just standing there. And all of a sudden, Janelle picks up this like she's doing some brown sugar. Oh, she's baking. And all of a sudden, she picks out this massive just dunk of dough. I know. I was it's like, like oh. I was like, what are you? What are you making? She's like, um, what did I say? I said, what are you baking a cake over here? And she goes, I'm making cinnamon rolls. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, and we had no clue. Oh, they're like crack cocaine. They're they're like Amish crack donuts is what Ooh. they're like. I mean, they're they're delicious, dude. I'm excited. Now I talked about yeah. it before. But we've been doing uh, Hawaiian rolls mm-hmm. with like um. With all the stuff for cinnamon rolls on top, because you just take the Hawaiian rolls, sure. you put it in the pan, and then you just put all the toppings just over the top, and nice. it just kind of like soaks in as it bakes. So it's we call it cinnamon roll bread. Nice. You know you can do the it's same. Yummy. You can do the same thing with like the croissant things. You can just roll it all out, throw some cinnamon and butter in there, and roll it up. There you I go. I don't know why I never thought. I of know, it. right? It's why crazy. have I never? Anyways, thought of I this? am drinking Tacoa. I'm drinking Tacoa coffee again. Yeah, my neck hurts. Sponsored by, not sponsored by, Tacoa. Get your cup today. I don't know. At Tacoa.com. Uh, <laughs> at Tacoa.com. Uh, it's in the show notes. But now I'm drinking their caramel blend, which is the first time I've had. Oh, can I smell it? And it, it is very caramely. It's very oh, sweet. That's very car- and you it got is. that sweet cream cold brew. And I got that, that sweet cream creamer in yeah, there. Yeah, I got a little bit of sweet cream cream. That is really sweet. Cream, a sweet cream creamer. Sweet cream creamer. Quick, 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 quick. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, and it is delicious. Jeff, if you're listening, you do a wonderful job, my man. Still one of the best Americanos I've ever had was he, at that place. Man. He always knows when I show up because I'm like, I'm I'm here for my, my bi-monthly buy where I buy like 12 bags now, of coffee. Now, did they do the deal where if you buy a bag, you get a free cup of coffee to go? No, but... I, I think all coffee so, shops should do that. So, Oh, that's a good... I'm going to mention that. No, no, no. Jeff. That's what the electric brew does. That's the only reason why I go to the electric brew. So, what they do have... on the way home. They do have a rewards program with... No, after so much coffee, you get free coffee. Well, they do that too, but at the Electric Brew, if you buy a bag of beans, you get a free just cup of coffee, like small cup of coffee to go. I think we might need to mention something to Jeff there about that. And so that's why I go there Does to get that my beans. Does that mean if I buy 12 bags of coffee, I get 12 cups of coffee? Yep. In my opinion, yep. <laughs> so, 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 well, because Beth and I drink half, we drink half-calf, so I go and I get a, a, a bag of regular, normally Mexican high-grown, and then a bag of decaf, and then I bring two cups of coffee home, and then that's mine and best coffee for the morning. Time for the Bella. Bella. Time for that bubbly. But I'm not drinking coffee. I'm saving that for next episode. I'm just drinking some bubbly water, so hopefully I do yeah. not have too many bubbly burps. During this episode, <laughs> the bubbly burp. And this is a conversation. But so, before. Sounds like you said bumbly burg. Bumbly burg. <laughs> Look out, bumbly burg. <laughs> what is that from? It's Larry Boy, man. Oh, that bumbly burg is where he burp that's for That's right. <laughs> Watch out, you evil fiends. I made a vegetable joke in Iwana the other night, and no one had a clue what I was talking that's about. That's crazy. I'm like, come on, guys. That's crazy talk. Those people, those kids need saved. If they don't know, y'all need Jesus. They don't need no, no, no vegetables. They need saved. Which, speaking of, if you are a parent, subscribe to Yippie. It's a fantastic TV Yippee. show for the kids because that's the largest library of or, Veggie Tales. Or Minnow. Actually, Minnow has, Minnow the, has, complete, has the complete library of Veggie Tales. Yeah. But, but you got to Yippee, Yippee does you gotta too. Pay, you got to pay for it. Though. Yeah, Yippee got to pay too. But we absolutely oh, yeah. love Yippee in our house. But we got a review to read before we jump into this episode. Let's and read it. this review is from Abby's Grammy. <laughs> Abby's Grammy. So is this Abby's grandmother or Abby. is Abby a Grammy? Abby Grammy. Abby S. Grammy. Abyss, <laughs> abyss, an, an, abyss Grammy. It's a Grammy from it's the a Grammy abyss. abyss, or is it like a Grammy winner? Oh, like have you won a Grammy? Which, speaking of, do you know? Are the, you Abby and you've won a Grammy? Did you know the main guy from Maverick City got completely axed off of Maverick City and he didn't get any like credits or they didn't even ship like the Grammy to his house because they just are pretending like he doesn't exist. Like the main guy who wrote most of the tracks 
And most of the catalog for Maverick City, they just like axed them. It's like, did you guys hear like, something? I, I, I think he left and they were just like, you're dead to us. And so they're got, get, not giving him rights and they won a Grammy. He's supposed to get his Grammy trophy. They never sent it, but anyway. They had a funeral for him. Basically, basically. It's wild. Wow. Church be wildin'. But this is a review that was left back in July, July 3rd, and it says episode 202. I'm so glad that you did this particular episode about meeting with the LGBTQ people. This has been a rough month in my house and with my friends. Thank you, Morgan, for giving us a gentle and loving way to approach people who don't believe in a loving God and Jesus as Savior. And thanks for Chris for giving me a... Oh, a smack. I'm like, a snack? Thanks to Chris for giving me a smack upside that had to remind me that I am just as big of a sinner as anybody else. I need to take that log out of my own eye. Keep up the good work because there's a lot of us who are really enjoying your teaching. And I think that was for episode... Yeah, episode two. Episode 202. Yep, so that's when we had... Uh, Mr. Morgan on. Yep. Uh, one of the times we had him on. I'm guessing this would be that. the second one. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing it sounds about right. But either so way, but Abby, if you have not already, send us an email at realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com and we will no, get no, a. Abby's Grammy. Sorry, Abby's Grammy. There you go. Because it Abby's might not Nemo. be. If it's Abby's Grammy, then her name isn't Abby. It's her. It's just her grandma. That's true. So so Abby's It's Nemo. her meemaw. Abby's Meemaw. Send us an email at Real Talk Christian. If you're a Meemaw, do you know what email is? I'm just making sure we're good to go. But send us an email. She I'm totally kidding. She did a do review. Do the rewind. Do the rewind. <laughs> yeah, I want to take it back. I want to take it back. Wait, I, I got to find it because my things are all messed up. Which one is it? Oh, there it is. I forgot to do my Send own. us an email at Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com and we will get a mini swag bag in the mail for mm. you. What was that? Wait, what? Mm. I was interested in the swag bag. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like he was eating a bite of best mm. meatloaf. That's what that sounded <laughs> oh. like. But. Anyways, let's jump into the episode, my dude. I will mark. Oh, you already are putting down when I'm, the banter I'm, ends. I'm we've been doing that in the show. So That's right. I got to ask my dude. All right. So this episode of finding joy in difficult times. Yeah. Is this because of personal experience or something? This or is, were you, was this a request? Uh, no, I just, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? Uh, over the past couple of years, you and I have gone through some pretty rough stuff. Yep. And so what better time than the time the Christmas of season. season and joy. Can we come in here and talk about the joy we've had during difficult times and kind of just share um, share what we what got us through these difficult times and, and some of the more challenging circumstances that we've gone through and just kind of be vulnerable. Yeah, and I know the holidays dun, can dun, be dun. hard for so many different people, too. Like, I know for yeah. my mom, the holidays were really hard after my dad passed away. I mean, for, I don't know how many years it was, but my mom didn't even go to Father's Day services because it was just too right. hard for Christmas. Now, it became a Christmas hide tradition to go to the movie theaters, and so that was really dope. So we went to open the present and go to the movies because the last Christmas that we had with my dad, he took us to go see Lord of the Rings. Uh, and then the yeah, next Christmas, right. we were, mom was like, I, I, I yeah. really don't want to do this. So we, we went to the, to the movie theater and watched it. And then that literally is the tradition for a lot of my siblings still, too. Is that's that awesome. We have to go to the movies on Christmas because that's what we do. So I don't know if we're doing that this year. I don't. Probably not. I don't know. Well, you'll find out next we week. We will find out next week what we're doing <laughs> with that. But I do know that the Christmas season and then for some people, Easter season and yeah, birthdays. Right. But I know can for, be hard. for sure, Christmas can be one of the hardest seasons for people to go through after they have lost a loved so one. So typically, like, so I know that I, 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 there's been several people that are close to me that have lost loved ones within the past year or two. And they always talk about how Christmas is the hardest because that's where their most fond memories of the person who passed are typically. Because it's a time where we gather together and we celebrate and we exchange gifts and hang out and you know those of us who are Christians celebrate the returning you know the the coming of Christ and and look forward to the returning of Christ and um and so it, it's one of those times where it's it can be kind of sombering. So before we get into a a fun filled uh, Christmas episode, I just figured we'd come on and and really just have more of a conversation. I mean, this is the least amount of notes I've written in a long time. Which means this episode's going to go for about two hours. <laughs> it definitely so. could. I think last time we did something like this, it went like an, an hour, hour and a half. half and yeah. it was, you, were, you were like, well, thanks for the therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, exactly, bro. That's what we are. Two dudes in a basement. We should get like a truck magnet or something like to put on the is side that, of our... Should that be a merch? Should, should that be some stickers? Two, two dudes that, in a basement? Two dudes in a basement, That might dude. sound like we're part of a creeper mobile, well, they but... got they got the what what is it uh in Indy, those two girls the 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 two chicks and a hammer yeah two chicks and a hammer yeah good bones two, yeah Mina. yeah so we just be uh two Mina and two, Karen. two bros in a basement two bros in a basement that's what we're gonna call it and it looks like two dudes who are like trying to poke their head up out of the little window <laughs> <laughs> like i'm picturing like like when the baby's like pe peeping up over their crib like, we're like let us out please yeah. help help anyways <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I figured I would uh, knock this one off and tee you up and uh, basically say, well, how would you define 
uh, joy. Let's let's start with that. What when you think of joy, how, how what what comes to mind off the top of your head? Um, well, I know definition wise and theologically wise, joy is not happiness because joy is found in having your fulfillment within something. Ah, yeah. Like happiness is the emotion that you feel when you're excited or things happen and you're like woohoo. Whereas you can be <laughs> you can be sad, you can be frustrated and have the joy and like so like as a parent. You know, there's a lot of joy you can have in being a parent, even though it is freaking difficult most of the time, it feels like. But you can still have a lot of joy in that. Mm -hmm. And I know when it's hard to find joy in things, it makes a lot of the rest of the, I would say, it makes the things around the thing start to crumble. Mm, Okay. You know, like, like I think of like when I'm not finding very much joy in certain kids, or if I'm not finding a lot of joy in work or joy in my relationships with my friends or joy with my, not, not saying this, Beth, I'm just saying if I don't, <laughs> if I'm not finding my joy in my relationship with Beth, that can really hurt those relationships because if yeah. you don't have joy, when the hard times come, it's very easy to just get mad, upset, and then dip. Right. So, so how would I define joy? I would say it's, it's not just finding happiness in that thing because you can still not be happy and have joy. It's sure. not just always being in agreement because you can be in a disagreement with somebody and still have joy in that relationship. But I think it's more of the fact of for better, or for worse, that relationship or wherever we're finding our fulfillment in is always going to be there. Right. I'm not sure if that's a good definition or not. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great, my head. I think that's a great definition. Now trying to bring it into more of a, what does that mean for a Christian? Mm. What, what does it mean in a Christian context? What does joy look like? And I think that's more of a, um, we have a, a savior that is, uh, that is the one who has saved us from everything. And so in that, uh, I think that joy in that t- context is a deep and abiding sense of contentment and gladness that transcends uh, circumstances. Oh, so right? I was kind of close thing. So yeah, I yeah. mean, so in a Christian context, we put our faith in Christ. So no matter what we're going through, we still have hope, right? We still have that contentment that we are his. And it's not contentment like I'm okay being in this terrible situation. That's not what I mean by contentment. What I mean is that we are content in Christ uh, and that gladness and contentment uh, transcends circumstances that may be going on. It's, so it's essential during challenging times um, because it's rooted in the unchanging nature of God and provides strength and resilience. So, oh, he's looking something up. What you got? What you got? You got a thought? Let's hear it. Well, it was more of like, I'm like, there's a, a song that popped in my head, and it was the Rain Collective song of Joy of the Lord, mm. where it talked about in the first verse, though tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. And then he continues, in the dead of night, I will lift my eyes. Right. When the waters rise, I will lift my eyes. Uh, while there's hope in my heart, I will praise you, Lord. And then the, the chorus goes, the joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness, I'll dance. In the shadows, I sing because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Right. And I think that's kind of more so as a Christian, when we're specifically going through tough times, and I know there's specific people in our Facebook group that have lost their fiancés, right. that have lost their brothers, um, that have, I'm sure there's other ones that have lost grandparents that we just don't know about. Right. Um, maybe even spouses that we don't know about. They may have lost relationships. Oh, just not, friendships not, in general. Yeah, I didn't even I think mean, about that. I mean, yeah. you, you think about the relational stuff, like maybe uh, close friendships. Maybe you and your sibling are having, you know, a falling out or, or your mom and dad or, you know, son, daughter, you know, in those challenging times too, um, that could feel like death. Um, I know several years ago, <clears throat> I had a friend who remained nameless, but we had a falling out, and it, mm-hmm. uh, it was there was a process of mourning. I rocked like, you for a little while for like six to eight months. I was just mourning and deep mourning over the loss of that relationship, and it's hard now. It's it is different from a loss of actually somebody, you know, of, of death. But it, but it does. But you can't discredit Correct. what you had to go through with that either, because Correct. again, this wasn't just a acquaintance or someone you went to church with that yeah. you were kind of like, oh yeah we're, 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 we're bros but whatever right. this was like a like 15 year friendship like it was a close big time yeah, friendship and right. it wasn't just an easy separation either no, it was no, no, a no, no. very not so pleasant right exactly and so or think about like a marriage right and, and that like you would know right that first christmas after the divorce or after the separation and the turmoil you went through during that time and so ha- having what what was the one thing that kind of kept you from going off the deep end? It was it was the the looking keeping your eyes on God as best as you could, 
And it, and I say, made it wasn't easy. And I would say, I, I didn't do it perfect. I sure. will say I was blessed in two regards. One, I was blessed in the fact of I had the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, and, and again, you know, when we're going through tough things, part of, part of the grieving process, yes, is sometimes throwing yourself into work or sure. throwing yourself into something. For just, some people. Yeah. Yeah. For, for just so that, cause if not, I would just sit on the couch and do nothing yeah, all day. Right. But you know, I had the podcast where I, in a good way was still forced to study and to grow and to lean into the faith while at the same time, I mean, yes, I was seeing a counselor. I was seeing Neil and I mean, he would have conversations with me where I'm like, I'd rather be anywhere else in the world, but here right yeah, now at right. this chair, cause right. I do, I do not want to be here. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't want to even think about it. Was it was hard. It was really hard. And then dealing with the kids and dealing with work, but the, 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 the two redeeming factors through that, that truly did help me unlike what a lot of people have is I was on staff at a church mm-hmm. and then I was also doing the podcast with you. Right. So in the midst of all of the crap, you know, I was still in a way studying scripture. I was still teaching scripture. I was still able to have, you know, some ministry outlet where the fact of when a lot of times hurt comes, it's really easy to go to a shadowy place where you just have to do in the day in the day out grind. Whereas my job literally forced me to keep my eyes on Jesus and help continually point people to eyes toward Jesus. And yeah. did I do everything right? No, probably not. But I do want to say that was a, but isn't that the great part? Of, that, of that's, that. that's an, uh, that's a grace that was, was bestowed upon me for sure. So, so even in our, in our failings and our mistakes, during dark times, right? And sometimes those dark times are due to our failures and our mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. But even during those times, we still have a father who's in heaven, who loves us, who's there for us, who's has his arms open wide saying, come to me, all who are weary and heavy and laden, and I will give you rest. Now, what does that rest look like? It's resting in him, not resting in your circumstances, right? It's, it's looking around and going, okay, yeah, this sucks. This sucks. And it's okay to say this sucks, but finding your rest in the creator saying, okay, regardless of what's going on around me, I'm going to do my best to keep my eyes on you and, and, and lay everything and all my sorrows at your feet. Not that those sorrows are going to go away, but just laying them at your feet, just falling prone as they would, uh, back in, in the old Testament and just being like, here I am, Lord, in all my ugliness, here I am. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and so I that's think that's the hard thing to do is laying that out. And then also, you know, the Bible talks about confess your sins one another sure. and bring it into the light. And I, I do. But it may not be a sin. Oh, and that's why no, I, I was right. trying to. I was, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, but sin it, in our lives was, right. can rob us of our joy 100%. because we're having to manipulate and hide and, and, and do different things. So I, I, I do really think that sin, yes, can affect people's joy, which that's not what the topic about today is, though. But, you know, when the hard times come, it's really hard to find the joy in life. It's asking the big questions of, well, what's the purpose of this? Why, why on earth am I going through this? Why did this have to happen to this person? Why do bad, the, the classic question, right. why do bad things happen to good people? Yep. You know, like I'm thinking about these, these uh, two folks in our Facebook group and you know, one had to lose a fiance in their twenties yeah. and the other one had to lose their brother in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is going to sound really bad, but these are the thoughts that would go through my head is the fact of there are so many other worse people in the world that mm-hmm. maybe a car should have hit. Why did that car have to hit my brother? Yeah. Same for my dad. Why did that car have to hit my dad? Like my dad was a good dude trying to raise his kids in the faith, love his wife, go to work. I mean, yes, he had a shortcoming. Yes, he had his, sure. his failing. Sure, of course. Um, but why? Right. You know, a lot of times we're left asking that question, but why? Yes, we can have all the theological triage that's out there. We can have all the philosophical frameworks, but we're a lot of times like Job mm-hmm. just going, but why? Yeah. But yeah. why? No, it's definitely hard. I mean, um, and and there's a, a time and a place for that, and that's part of the grieving process, I think. Now, it gets into something a little bit more hairy if you're questioning who God is and why God is doing I mean, you know, those are the kind of areas where, where that's where those you see. Those are the big questions. Those, well, yeah, but that's where you see God yelling at Job. When he gets to that point, it's like, okay, why why was it okay for a bit? And then it wasn't okay. Like, where was that defining line? And, you, you know, I think everybody needs to figure that out for themselves is where is that line that we shouldn't cross when questioning, when, when, when asking. You know, I think it's a fine, just like a child would ask their father, like, Dad, why, why'd that happen? Like, I don't understand why. And, and it's okay not to get the answers as well because God is sovereign and his thoughts aren't our thoughts and his ways aren't our ways. And he knows and his his knowledge transcends anything any any of the best ai technology out there his knowledge transcends it um and so uh sometimes 
We just don't, we don't know, but God always knows in his sovereignty why these things happen. But rest assured, he's there to comfort us because he says he's there to comfort us. And, and I'll say as someone who had to walk through a lot of that and, you know, still have, have a lot of the same emotions as I, as I look back and think back, where I remember telling Neil one time that it would be very easy for me to walk away from my faith and mm. just be like, screw it. Like, like it would, it, it was the easy answer. And I'm not saying that that's the reason why people leave the faith. If it's just the easy answer, but I'm like, it would be so easy to just be like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. I'm dipping like, and just walk away from it all. And there's a lot of times in my life and, and in my days, especially when I start to look back and think and, and, and feel the emotions that I felt back then. And I mean, dude, um, as of next summer, it'll be five years. Wow. When, when that all came yeah, out, you're right. and which is, which is, that's crazy to think about it's gone I, that fast. Emotionally still feels like yesterday some days, yeah, but then right. some days I look at Beth and I'm like, it's like, you've never not been I, here. I don't even think that about Beth not being around. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's Beth has so, always been here. The girls yeah, have right, always been right. here. Now I remember the day we moved them up, but it still feels like it, they've always been. It's so, yeah, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, it is weird. Such a weird feeling. I have the same feeling about her though. I was like, well, yeah, it's Beth. Yeah, it's Beth. It's Beth. It's Mark she's, Beth. Always, she's always been. Who's that other person? <laughs> exactly. Who is that other person? Exactly. Right. But with with all the, the 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 various emotions that go around with it, I remember telling Neil one time that where everything in me wants to walk away from my faith because it would just be easy to just say live and let live, mm. screw it, you know, finger yeah. to the wind, let's just have a good time mm-hmm. and just work, try to make a bunch of money, try to have a good time, go out, live it up. But I've always told my teens that you need to you need to find truth and then follow it where it goes. And the truth is for me, not just for me, but the truth, the truth that I believe is out there is the fact that Jesus did rise again from the dead. Yeah. And since Jesus did rise again from the dead, here's what all these different things mean, which means there is a God, there is a creator, there's an afterlife. And it, but it's sometimes it's hard to keep your eyes focused on Jesus in the midst of all the things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I sit here and think about even the good stuff, man, like, you know, you and I both, like we have great kids and our kids have issues and they have their struggles, but sure. it's like, dude, we're both married. We got a house, we got cars, we got family around us. We got kids, we got a job. I mean, one of us has our health, not both of us, but yeah. <laughs> I live vicariously through you. There you go. Living that, oh, that's, when, and when you go on vacation to the Gatlinburg and to the Smokies, we'll live vicariously through you. <laughs> there you go. We, that's, we lean on each other. <laughs> lean on me. Um, but you know, even, Bingo. even in the good stuff though, it's hard to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Right. And I do know, and this is not, I don't think this is a good reason why we go through hard things. Maybe it is, but sometimes, you know, the hard stuff is really what, Basically, it makes us put our, our money where our mouth is in terms well, of our faith. It, it you builds know? tenacity, right? It builds tenacity well, in James, our faith. Well, right. James, exactly. I, I left it out there for you because I knew you'd want to get to it. I always like flipping around. Yeah, so... Uh, I feel bad. I wonder if Pastor Michael wonders if I'm even paying attention because I'm in like the third row and my Bible's always going... <laughs> second row and Janiel's like... <laughs> yeah, I've always like flipped through. <laughs> but you yeah. guys are like way off to the side though. No, uh, Scott, I'm lo- like, Scott always looks at me. I'm always... You're his, an anchor. Yeah, he's like... He you're looks an at anchor. Me and he looks for the for head For me, now. you're an anchor. You are always an anchor for me. But, but James, uh, James one considered a great joy, my brothers... Which, again, maybe this is where we'll start talking about joy. But consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because Mm -hmm. you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Mm -hmm. And let endurance have its full effect, so that way you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Mm. Read it again. Yeah, you like that, right? Right in the midst of a burp. Right in the middle of a, of a, of a bubbly bump. Um, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Mm. So I think when we're thinking about joy in the midst of hard times, you know, a lot of times we ask the question of, well, why me? Why this? Why now? Right. A lot of why questions, how could you do this? And is that even the right question? Or is there more so the question? And I don't think we need to, we need to let people grieve, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. It's never helpful when people are going through crap and it's like, well, you know, God's going to work all things together for good. Thank you, but that is not helpful but, right but, in this moment. But rejoice, right? And I think of the word rejoice during this time of season. Uh, it doesn't always mean uh, happiness, right? It's, it's rejoicing, not in the sense that we're like oh yeah i feel good like happiness type of joy mm-hmm. that uh, rejoicing is like to me rejoicing is praising god for who he is and that no matter what and we're going to talk about this later but no matter what whatever happens for those who love him 
right? He was working out things for, for good, right? Now, what does that look like? And who's it good for? Sometimes it's good for us. Sometimes it's good for his will. I mean, you know, sometimes those things line up. But one of my favorite verses uh, in those times where we're trying to uh, get encouragement uh, to weather the storms and to stand fast and to hold on and to have joy in all things is Philippians 4.4, 4, where it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. Now, it's funny because, you know, in Philippians during that time, uh, there was a lot of persecution going on, right, mm-hmm. to the Christian church. And yet we're, and yet in Philippians, they say to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And this, this verse reminds me that joy is not dependent on external factors, but can be found in consistent relationship with the Lord. Mm. He is the one that sustains us through all things. And so we, uh, keeping that in the focus of our, of our mind's eye, you know, of, you know, he's the sustainer of us. And if we're going through these, he's the sovereign Lord that is allowing us to go through it because at any point in time, God is so powerful. He could stop anything at the drop of a dime, but he doesn't for a reason. And we just need to Stand fast that he's sustaining us through this for his purpose and for his glory. Yeah, and you know, the one of the Psalms that uh Neil would bring up all the dang time was Psalm 77, because in it, like the first couple verses say, I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. I sought the Lord in the day of my trouble. My hands were continuously lifted up all night long. And he was rejoicing. I was well, no, not yet, not yet. I refuse to be comforted. I think of God and I groan. Mm. I meditate, my spirit became weak. You have kept me from closing my eyes. I am troubled and cannot speak. I consider the days of old, years long past. At night, I remember my music. I meditated. My heart and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject me forever? Mm. And will I ever find his favor again? Has his faithful love ceased for forever? Is his promise at an end for all generations? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? And I feel like that's when, when we're going through the hard times, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's an appropriate way to feel. That's sure. the way that a lot of us feel, yeah. you know, like when, when hard times come, when we're dealing with issues with the kids and you, you and I both know this, when we're trying to raise kids that are sometimes hard to raise yep. and you're at the end of your rope and you're like, what on earth is going on? Complete frustration sets in. <laughs> Absolutely. And then things on the job get really hard. Things yep. like with your health. I mean, dude, you've been struggling with health since the, the, the Trader's Point house. Yeah, since 2019, really. Yeah, like since we started the yeah. podcast, right. really. Yeah, I know. I keep telling. This. It's all y'all's so, fault. So Scott, it's all keep, y'all's fault. Scott keeps going, man, you guys have just really had a rough go of it. I said, really? It was all pretty decent until I started the podcast. And then if I come back and think about it, it's like one after another, after another, after another. It's like, all right, well, must be doing something right because the enemy don't like it. <laughs> and and that is definitely right. could be something that could happens. Yeah, we don't be. know. Yeah, well, I don't know. And but but with with the Psalm seventy seven, you know, David got to this point where he's like, even when I think of God, I'm like, oh, dude, really? Like yeah. he moans, his spirit groans when he thinks of the meditation of of the when Bible verses come to his head. I mean, the homeboy was a stinking worship pastor, basically. Not not really, but you know what I mean. But he like well, he, he led the, worship. He was he was he's the, the apple, master apple of God's eye. But but he also wrote like the Jewish songbook or man after God's own heart. man after God's own heart. Yes, not the apple of eye. That's the Israelite. Yeah, sorry, man after his own heart. There you go. But so but in all of this, he says when I think of God. I groan when I meditate on scripture and on the songs, my spirit just aches and burns. But as you continue reading through the end in verse 11, it says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Yes. I remember your ancient wonders. Mm. I will reflect on all you have done. Meditate on all your action. God, your way is holy. What God is like our God. Mm. You are God who works wonders. You revealed your strength among the people. With power, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. And then he just goes on this little list of just, you did this for the, like, like uh, the water saw you and the water trembled. Even the depths shook. The clouds poured over water, talking about Noah. The storm's cloud thundered. Your arrows flashed back and forth. The sound of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Lighting, uh, lightning lit up the world. The earth shook and quaked. Your way went through the sea and your path through the vast water, but your footsteps were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So it goes back into like the Red Sea and the promised land and bringing the people out. I can hear, see, they, what people don't know is David Crowder was, why he's writing this, was in his mind going, there is no one like you. Remember that song? There, that's what, yep. That's the that's, that's the song that plays through my head at least while well, you're I reading was thinking, that scripture. Uh, our God is an awesome God. Oh no, that's Rich Mullins. 
Yeah. Oh, that 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 rich. That's rich moments. That's good old rich. But you know, but when you see this, the fact of where does your confidence in a time of crisis and a time of sorrow and a time of, mm. of, I would say, pain comes, you know, you see the psalmist, you see David literally saying, I cried out to God. Yeah. Why can't you hear me? I don't want to do this. I even think about you and your works and your wonders. And I just go, oh, really? Like, I really don't want to. I want to, I want to do anything. I want to do something different. This sounds awful. Mm. But then he goes, but I will remember the works of the Lord. I remember what you did. I remember what you did throughout all of history with our people of Israelites. And this is why I love church history too, because when you see the whole history of the good, the bad, the ugly of the Israelite people, and then as the Israelites, you know, through the Israelites came the Messiah, Mm -hmm. then the Messiah Mm -hmm. called the Israelites to follow him. We see in Romans 9 that they rejected the Messiah. So then, all right, we're going to the Gentile world now. And so he's engrafted the church into, into his chosen people. And all of a sudden, when we look back at all of that and we're like, Dang, okay. Yeah, right? Oh, oh, I see what you're doing Okay, there. I see what you're doing there, Lord. Exactly, and that's, that's no, where the psalmist I, goes to. But I think that the, the, this this shines a spotlight on the importance of Scripture, right? And, and what I mean by that is that by reading the words of God, you remember his promises, just like David was doing there, right? He was in lament. He was lamenting over what was going on, but then he remembered who God was. And what did he start doing? He started recalling the stories of how God was faithful. Well, how do you do that unless you have the entire Bible memorized without being in the word, right? That's the promises of God right there. Those, those are his love letters to the to the Israelites and to the church, to us, his, his people. And so the importance of scripture during those times, those difficult times is what's going to bring you joy because it's going to help you to remember who God is and the sovereignty of God and the, and the God that is always going to be there to sustain you through whatever trial you may be going through. You got something else? Well, no, I was going to say that that's the same thing that, uh, that Stephen did over here in, in act six and, and act seven, where, he literally told the entire Israelites, this is what God has done. Mm. And this is who Jesus is. And y'all killed him. And at the very end, he lifted up his eyes to heaven, knowing he's going to die. Right. And said, you know, behold, I see Jesus at the right hand of the father. And he died because of his faith in that, yeah. because he knew what the truth of the gospel was, even though he knew what his doom was. And when you look at the early Christians, as they were thrown into the Colosseum, as they were burnt at the stake, when you see, um, People like uh, uh, like Wycliffe and oh, yeah. um, Tyndale. T- Tyndale, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Whereas the fact of literally they were burnt because they translated the Bible into common tongue instead of Latin. How dare you translate God's word? Like, yeah, I. That's one I'll never understand. I'll never understand that one at all. Yeah, I, yeah. But but they they the joy that they had, even though they know they were going to die, their joy was the fact of now the now now the good news of the gospel can go forth to all of these different people. I know where I'm going, where I'm going to die. And it, right. it, it uh, also reminds me of um, uh, that one passage in Philippians where Peter says to live or to live or die, you know, Christ is gain. Right. It's like, whether I live or whether I die, I don't give a rip because yeah. if I die, I'm with Jesus. But if I'm alive, I still got Jesus. Well, I think, wasn't it Paul that was talking about like, my desire is to, is to be Paul, home in yeah. heaven. Yeah. yeah. Paul's like, I'd rather be away from <laughs> you fools. Like, but because my time and my work is not done here, I have to remain with you. And he's like, <clears throat> can you imagine me in the church and him being like, yeah, you idiots. I'd love to be home with the Lord right now, but I got to stay with you because my job ain't done. Like, how how comforting is that as a church? <laughs> Could you imagine your pastor walking up and be like, I'm done with you fools. I'd rather go see Jesus, but apparently I still have work to do. <laughs> apparently Jesus ain't done with you yet. So sit down, <laughs> shut up, and grab your Bibles. Y'all been on spiritual milk. You should be on spiritual meat by now. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. So, uh, you know, during, during the struggles uh, of life, and, and and holding on to the assurances in, in these struggles that we have, um, one of the one of the passages that comes to uh, my mind, uh, which see I don't have to have that because I wrote it and I got to write down all my scriptures that I wanted to. But Psalms thirty four eighteen where it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are in crushed spirit, and so the promise. Uh, brings immense joy to me knowing that God is intimately involved in my struggles because he's coming to me. He saves those who are crushed in spirit and he's there close to the brokenhearted. So those that are struggling with those things, right, whether it's going through trials and tribulations, whether it's going through the loss of a loved one, whether it's going through heartbreak or loss of a relationship, it's, it's comforting to me to know that 
God is always there for me. He's close to those who are brokenhearted, and he's, uh, he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I can't tell you how many times I have been absolutely crushed, I think, back to when my, my niece passed away. And even mm-hmm. though I wasn't close to How many with years niece, ago was that? Uh, so that's coming up on, I think, uh, next summer it'll be nine years. Nine years. So, um, but, but thinking about that, and I had a lot of those questions of God, why? Like, like I'm trusting you, but why? Like, why her? Why at 18 months? She hadn't even experienced life yet. Like, why did this have to happen? And just being brokenhearted and watching my, my younger brother and the heartbreak in which he experienced and my heart just grieved from him and just my, my, my whole family was wrecked and we were just, we were literally crushed in our spirit and, and God came and, and he brought us together. And even, even, you know, family members that aren't saved or weren't saved, um, just bringing comfort with everything that was going on. There, there was some level of comfort that God was bringing to me and to, to those of us who were saved and to somewhat to those who aren't saved, but they weren't really seeking him, but they were, they were come they were comforted through, those of us who seek God in those instances, right? As we are the hands and feet of Jesus. And as we're comforting, it is Christ through us that is comforting them. Those who don't even deserve to be comforted because they haven't done anything. They've rejected God. They continue to reject God, but yet God pours out his love on them through believers in those instances and through other believers that, that weren't a part of my family that came and, and loved on all of us. And, it, you know, during those times of how close the Lord was to us, and, and, and that's where we need to recognize who God is. And that's why we can have joy and assurance in God and who he is and how much he cares for us and how much he loves us during those times. Um, it, it's just incredible to me. You know, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm, you know, re-listening back to what, what, what we both were saying for the last 40 minutes or so, I guess 30 minutes or so. And, you know, I have Hebrews 12 here in front of me where it talks about, therefore, let us lay aside every weight and run the race that we have with endurance. Right. And it talks more about what does it mean to have discipline and that discipline's a good thing. And we have fathers who discipline us because they want what's best for us. So therefore God's going to discipline us to make sure that he, we get our, to make sure that, how am I supposed to phrase this? My, my, my phrasing is not going well. Father disciplines his son because he knows what's best for the son. So God disciplines us because he knows what is best for us. There we go. But, you know, I, I do wonder, though, I mean, I feel like there might be different types and categories of trials, too, that, mm-hmm. that there might mm-hmm. be. Like, you sure. know, like I would never look at the, the loss of a loved one and being like, God's just disciplining that's, you. That's a discipline. Like God's disciplining could, you, but a son, it could be, we don't know. It could be a wake up call, like to, to, well, no, no, I think some. I could use it as a wake up call. Correct. But yeah, I do think there, yeah. you know, death is not a good thing. Well, death is a part of the fall. And, I, again, I don't think it's God's will that, that any should perish. Right. But mm-hmm. that all should have eternal life is what he says. So the fact that there is death is not God's plan. And it's not, it was never God's will for there to be death in this world. Now, God has judgment and wrath, but death was something that came out of sin. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we'll never fully ever grasp our mind on that concept. Right. Like, we, we just can't. But I do think that there are there are different trials where there are certain trials where it's because of a death of a family or grieving some sort of a loss. I do think that there's also trials where, like, like, like I think of trials of just being a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can have trials in your workplace because you're a Christian Sometimes you have to put your own convictions in your own character and your own integrity on the line mm-hmm. and go against whatever's happening at work or in your friends group or, um, shoot, just even in culture, like based on where you live. I mean, we have people who listen from all over the world. So it's not just America who's living in, you know, God gun the country down in Texas. We got people living up in the Northwest. We got people living over on the very, very, very liberal cities, big cities in America. We got people mm-hmm. living up in Canada, which I mean, that's that's just a fun party out there. Then we got people who's over in Europe. We got people down in South Africa and in New Zealand. We have so many different cultures where even culturally, you could have. I don't want to say full fledged. You could be, you know, killed for your faith persecution, which you could be in certain parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But there are parts where you could be made fun of. You could be without friends. You could feel like the loneliest, most literally alone person in the world because of your faith based right. on where you live. And so there are trials like that that you have to deal with because of your own faith. But there are some trials that we just can't control that life just comes up 
that there's just nothing we can do about it. It's just a trial which can produce patience, can produce endurance, and we can get through it to the next thing, get through it to the next thing. And when those things come, we're supposed to lean on each other, lean on one another. Uh, when one falls, the other picks them up. But we're supposed to say at the end of the day, though, like what Hebrews 12 is, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus mm-hmm. as you run. Well, and that's the big thing. The like, author and finish of our faith. Like during those dark times when we feel weak, right? Mm-hmm. And we may, all right, we, we may feel like, like David did in Psalm 77, where it was just like, oh, groaning and all that. So, uh, you know, what do we do during those times where we feel weak? And I think the big thing is to recognize that we're not saved through our power, right? But through mm. the blood of Jesus. And he's strong when we're weak. And in the darkest times, we can rest assured that he is sovereign over all things. And Romans 8, 26 through 30 says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Uh, for example, we do not know what God wants us to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know not our and we know that God causes everything to work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right standing with himself. And having given them the right standing, he gave them his glory. So in those times, we can see that that God has this incredible love for us that we nothing can separate us. No dark time can separate us from the love of God. And that's what exactly what a little bit further down Romans eight thirty eight and 39 says, and I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor worries about tomorrow, nor even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we're not saved through our power. There's nothing we can do through our own understanding in those times of just complete weakness, unless it's a sin, right? Then you can mm-hmm. go and repent. Then you got to sleep with the bed. You made that, sometimes. Yeah, then you got to then you got to do some repenting. But mm-hmm. but during those hard times where it's hard to find the joy, we have to recall that Christ is the one that saved us, right? And, and without Christ, we should have no joy because what joy is there without Christ? When we go back to the definitions, what we're talking as Christians, what joy should be. And in those joys and in those, I'm sorry, in those weak times, when we have those joys and we recognize that that it, God can be the sustainer of that and the Holy Spirit, even when we don't feel like praying, uh, prays on our behalf, right? Not, not, I'm not talking about praying in tongues. I'm pr- talking about the Holy Spirit praying on our behalf, mm. <laughs> right? It's something he prays in words but that the are Holy Spirit prays for, for yeah. us with groanings that cannot be expressed. It doesn't say we pray for groanings. It says the Holy Spirit is praying so we're not going to get into that whole de- de- uh, debate right now, but it says the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So the Holy Spirit prays on our behalf because he loves us and nothing that we have or nothing in this life and nothing in this world can separate us from God's love. Once we are his, we're his and he will not lose us. He cannot lose us, right? It's impossible for him to lose one of those whom he, he has chosen. I'm not getting into the playground theory. I know that's where you're going. Regardless, <laughs> nah, going regardless, there. playground theory or not, you know, if if God has has saved us, we can rest in the assurance that we are His, even in those darkest times when we feel weak. And when we feel weak, we can rely on the Lord, even if we don't feel good enough to pray. We can rely on the Holy Spirit and just say, God, I don't, I don't feel like praying. I don't know what to pray right now, Lord just you know help me and and the holy spirit prays on our behalf christ is our advocate before the throne if we have sin we have the advocate with the father who is in heaven right and so so we have all these things that we can rest in and have joy in right and let's go back to that that uh, original definition of uh, joy in the co- christian context is a is a deep and abiding sense of contentment and gladness that transcends transcends circumstances so it's not happiness it's it's a contentment. I'm content in the Lord. I am glad that I am in the Lord. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about joy. And it's essential during challenging times because it is rooted in the unchanging nature of God that provides strength and resilience. And a lot of time, joy comes in the result of we know what's coming down the pike. Like, you know, it talks about back in that Hebrews passage where the for the joy that was set before him, Jesus bore the cross. Yeah. He, I don't think it'd be very joyful 
about ready to get whipped and then killed up on a cross. That doesn't sound very joyful, but for the joy set before him, what was coming down the pike. And so for us, you know, how do we keep having joys in those dark circumstances? There's a level of we're not focused on right now. Right now sucks. And right now is hard. And right now I don't want to be here right now. But what's the joy that's set before us that one day Jesus will make all things new, that one day we will be in a perfect heaven and a perfect earth, that one day maybe we can use our testimony to help someone else get out of the pit when they find themselves in the pit. For the joy that's set before us, you know, there's so many things that as we look for the results of what's going to happen, sometimes the results make the pain worth it. You know, I'm thinking, uh, like this isn't like a really funny illustration. I was just thinking about it tonight. So, so Beth has been like in her hips, her hips have been hurting her really bad lately. Cause she has to sit all the time now with Lennox's feeding challenges. Yeah. And so before I left, I had to stretch Beth out. Like I'm like, I went full fledged sport medicine mode with doing like, I mean like, you know, different types of leg bends and, and twisting backs just to not crack anything, but just to stretch out very targeted areas around her hips and her mm-hmm. joints. And you could see the pain on her face when I would hit certain spots and, and she would be like, you're looking at me weird. I'm like, I'm looking for when the pain comes. Yeah. Cause once I see the pain then I know when to pull off and come back a little right, bit, right. but is the pain of stretching worth it? Well, yes, because then the ultimate pain will go away. Right. Same with as we're working out, you know, if you're trying to run a marathon, you got to grind and you got to push through. You got to get painful. If you want to hit that, you know, PR of 200 pounds on a bench press, you got to go through the pains of being sore day after day, after day, after day, after day, because you're looking for the joy of hitting that mark. And then when you turn around and go, that was freaking hard, but I'm so glad I went through it. And I'm never going to say, you know, I look back and at my dad's death and I'm like, I'm so glad my dad died. (laughs) I'm never going to say, dude, if if anyone gets a sound grab from me saying, I'm glad my dad died, that is awful. Cause I did not say that. So, (laughs) wow. But I never look back, back to episode one, I never look back at my dad and go, thank goodness my dad died because look at all these different things. Or thank goodness my wife had an affair and left me because look at all these cool things. I look back and go. You did did get some cool things, but you know, that's beside the point. I (laughs) mean, I am here for the biffer. So, but like, but I look back and I go, okay, so that was a really bad time. This was a really bad time, but I could see how God used those things in my life to get me to where I am right now. And not just the way God used it to get to my life, but also the way that the, the whole circumstances even changed my outlook on life. Mm -hmm. Like, like even in terms of all these things I was able to learn and grow, I'm able to bring into my parenting, into my business, into my home, into my friendships, into just life and culture in general. And I would never be able to fully even understand or have the opportunities that you and I both have together as friends and as individuals, if all this crap never happened. Now, is that to say, maybe I didn't need to go through all this crap to get right here? I don't know, but I went through it. Mm-hmm. But I can look back and go, you know, I'm I'm thankful that God was with me through that and that he used it to mold me and shape me into the man that I am today. Well, and again, it's not that just God brought you. God, God brought you through that whole mm-hmm. thing. It's not just like God was with you. He brought you through all those circumstances because without him, we could do nothing, right? We could, we would be left to our own device, we would be the worst of sinners or dead. Like I said that many a times as back to episode one, right? It left to, if God had not saved me and from the lifestyle, I, w- I would either be dead or just riddled with disease from stupid stuff or on a deathbed. I don't know, but God brought me out of it, right? God brought us through it. Why? Because we turn to him. We put our trust and faith in him. And he is the reason that we can have joy in the darkest times, in the darkest moments of our life, putting our our faith and our assurance in that God is the creator of all, who is the sovereign God, who has all things in his control, who is the great comforter, who loves us, who will never leave us nor forsake us, and that his promises are riddled throughout the scripture to us to remind us of these things, and that even in those circumstances when we feel weak, he is strong, and when we feel weak enough that we can't pray, that he will pray, the Holy Spirit will pray on our behalf. And that's a comforting thing, and that's something to be joyful about overall. And it's it's so hard to have these conversations. I mean, now now for you and I, like hindsight's twenty twenty with some of the crap that we've been through. Sure. And you know, as as I'm thinking about these two specific individuals in our in our RTC family who lost someone that they love, and if if you guys are still hanging out with us on the podcast, we're, we're glad you guys are still here for this episode. It's it's very easy for us to look back at our past and go, 
yeah, I could see how God worked through it. Or even if I didn't, like, it's it's like this, the the story of the sand where it's like you look back and you only see one set of footprints, and it's like, yeah, because yeah, I was carrying you, fool. Right. Like, and so there's there's this level of looking back and seeing how God worked and both using people and using myself and doing miraculous things. But sometimes it's so hard when you're in the midst of the pit of despair, when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, when you find yourself in the valley of life, to want to look up look up, and keep your eyes focused on Jesus. And so for those of you guys who are going through the thick of it right now, going through the what we call the crap of life, you know, crap has hit the fan and you're like, I don't know what to do with this mess. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to sorrow. It's okay to walk through the different, you know, the 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 the, the different um uh what's the 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 stages of grieving with anger and with with guilt and remorse. Like those are natural feelings, but at the same token, we also have to choose while we're going through those to go, okay, but what is truth? And it's the fact of the Lord is good, the Lord is faithful. I still have a lot to look forward to, not just in my own life, but but I can look towards the eternity in 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 a new heaven and a new earth, heaven with God where heaven meets earth. And it's just like, it's a beautiful picture. And so I know for a lot of people who have lost spouses and siblings and family members who are believers, that's the hope that we have in the gospel of one day I'm going to see you again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might take me 10,000 years to sift through every single person, but I'm going to find you again. <laughs> and, and I do know it's also hard though as Christians. Like I was even trying to explain this to my kids today. I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to the fact of, if, if someone doesn't follow Jesus, do we really never see them again? Like, are they really in hell or are they really going to be suffering? And it's so hard for me to emotionally even process that, mm. to know exactly how to handle it. But when we're sitting here in the midst of the junk and you're in the middle of the junk, number one, I'm going to say is don't make a decision you can't come back from. <laughs> That's number one is don't make any fast decisions when you're in the midst of it. It's okay to sit, Job sat. It's okay to just sit. But while you're sitting, you got to remind yourself of the goodness of the Lord. And even though it doesn't feel like he's there, he is there. Even though it feels like we're in the fire, we're in the flood, the Lord says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll uphold you with my right hand. So if you find yourself going through the crap of life, you got to hang on to the, that uh, uh, Neil called it my theology anchor of, you don't not feel like God is doing all these things, but you know the truth. So does it hang on to that sucker? Cause he's the rock that ain't moving. Mm-hmm. So that's the final piece of encouragement that I have today from this episode. Yeah. The last thing I want to end with is just read the footprints. Oh, of the you're actually going to read it. Yeah. So oh, I cool. figure we'll end it with this and we'll go right into fun facts. So it says one night I dreamed I was walking along a beach with the Lord scenes from my life flashed across the sky in each. I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there was only one. During the low periods of my life, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said, you promised me, Lord, that you would walk with me always. Why, when I have needed you the most, have you not been there for me? The Lord replied, the times when you have seen only one set of footprints, my child, is when I carried you. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> well, boss, we might keep this under episode under an hour, even though it's just a little chitty chitty no, conversation. No, it ain't gonna happen. It's gonna be like an hour and three minutes or four minutes. All right, let's see what happens, man. So this is a bit of a sombering episode, but do you got a fun fact to end out this this episode with, my dude? So here's the fun fact of the day. Did you know that deaf people use sign language in their sleep? Wait, what? Yeah, during a 2017 case study, a 71-year-old man with severe hearing impairment and rapid eye movement disorder was observed using using fluent sign language in his sleep. So you know how what? like people talk in their I sleep? I talk in my sleep all the dang time. Well, that's your subconscious because that's how you communicate. Well, for people that are deaf, they communicate with their hands using sign language. So when they're when they're sleep talking, it's their sleep signing. Isn't that isn't that a fascinating that's fact? That's fascinating. I know. That's how I was like. That's, wow, that's a really, really cool. cool. That's probably one of the first. Not not. That's not true. But it's it's one of those that makes you just go, wow. whoa. <laughs> People wait, are cool. Wait, I can't remember. Wow. We have a wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was it that one or is it? Oh yeah. 
What's the matter with you? Nope, none of those. <laughs> I didn't download it. I, was, I thought I had a whoa on there. Whoa. <laughs> you know what else is whoa? What is whoa? That people have been listening to RTC this long and either A, haven't subscribed to the podcast, what? or B, have not popped over to the Facebook group to continue the conversation over there. I mean, as of time of recording, which was like early November, there is a push to try to get forward to start doing Fun Facts Facebook Fridays or something like Friday that. Friday Fun Facts. I think is what it was. Friday's fun facts and Facebook or something like that. So there's a whole lot of fun going over there with fun conversations. It's been mighty Python memes all this past weekend over the Facebook group, but there's also been a lot of encouragement. There's also been a lot of questions people have, and it's just a great way to connect with one another. And if you haven't already go over to our YouTube page, hit that subscribe button and the bell notification. So when we're on, you, you know. know, and I mean, we we do pop on from time to time, just sporadically, like we're going to go Facebook Live tonight. We might throw it on YouTube too. We haven't decided yet, but we're just going to go with it. So unless you're subscribed, you won't know. So make sure you head over to their website at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. There you can search our entire database, our entire library to see if there's any single conversation. Maybe you're like, maybe I want to see if they have that conversation. You can search it and find out. But if you do have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, hey, the Facebook group's the best way to do it. Or you can always email us at our email address, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com or text us at 574 574- Four zero zero five three five two. You got it, my brother. Nailed it. Love it, man. Well, follow. I love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. And we love you guys out there too. So until next time, take it easy.